Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Washington Post reports early on Biden's attorneys and DOJ officials had a shared understanding to keep the matter quiet. Biden hoping for a quick resolution that would find no intentional mishandling. Federal investigators hoping to avoid media attention complicating the probe. And now frustration in the West Wing over the attorney general's decision to appoint a special counsel. So how did that work? Uh, how well did that work out, that whole avoiding getting attention? Did that uh, work out pretty well for you? Uh-oh. Hmm. You would think, wouldn't you, that after, since Watergate, how many scandals have there been in D.C. that you would have thought everybody would have learned now? The the lesson you hear from pundits all the time, get everything out as early as you can. Uh, Don't let the, you know, don't have a drip, drip, drip. Don't let the media reveal it. You reveal it. But every, every administration, every politician, whatever, goes with the old playbook of trying to keep it quiet and hide it. Now, maybe yeah. it works more often than we think, because maybe most mm. of the time you keep it quiet and hide it, and we never hear about it. So maybe they're saying, yeah, it works like 90% of the time. Well, I tell you what, Jack, it would have ruined the plot of many uh, an episode of the Brady Punch. But if you break the vase, tell mom and dad right away. If you discover classified documents in your garage next to your locked Corvette, your Corvette that was locked in the garage, don't try to hide it. Just say, hey, hey. Look what we found. We want to be open about it. Or you could hide it for weeks and months and then say, we're being open, except for the hiding part. That wasn't open. <laughs> and so then the New York Times with their front page story today, 68 days of silence. Why the White House stayed mum on classified documents. I'm not interested enough to really go into depth in it. I just think it's interesting that the New York Times is sticking with it. You know, make it a giant cover story today. I mean, it's 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 Trump-like coverage of this scandal to, you know, give it such a uh, an exciting-sounding headline on the front page, top of the fold, this far into it. 
Now, we were chatting off the air, and you said you, you saw Tucker's opening segment last night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really intriguing. Uh, he his uh, you know his um, point of view briefly summarized is that with all due respect to a handful of papers that nobody actually cares about, and am I wrong on that? Maybe there's somebody in the NSA who's a little concerned or. Oh, not! I thought you meant newspapers. You mean uh, classified oh, yeah, documents? The classified documents. Yeah, okay. indeed, that was uh, uh, poorly put. But does anybody actually care about these classified documents? Is anybody no. afraid that China no. was ooching around in the old man's garage and has now got the names of all of our covert no. agents? No, no, nobody does. No. Um, and and I'm not saying it's impossible that there was some stuff in there that's dangerous, but I just I'm not really worried about it. Meanwhile, you have millions and millions of foreign nationals pouring across the southern border. Millions of them unchecked. Some of them rapists, gang members, many of them just honest, hardworking people who are seeking a better life. But you have with them enough fentanyl to kill the entire population of the United States. You have cartel members now setting up shops all across uh, towns, mostly in the southern part of the state uh, of California and the central part. There was a slaughter of six people in central California the other day. It was clearly a cartel hit job, including a 16-year-old mother and her six-month-old child, I believe, murdered with shots to the head by the cartels. And all of that stuff is going on. Oh, plus rampant inflation, which is theft from you. It is a deliberate theft from you. It made all your stuff, all your savings, all your money less valuable to protect politicians and to keep their votes flowing. All of that stuff is going on. And we're obsessing over a handful of documents that probably were the, you know, the state dinner when old man Macron, his older wife, came to dinner. So it's purely a political story, then, is what is what uh, you're saying. Yeah, it's the snipey, look what I cut you doing, Washington, D.C. story. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be covered, because it should be. But the fact that we're obsessing over the one, we, the legacy media, are obsessing over the one and practically ignoring the other, I think that means something. Mm. Uh, interesting. So there's that. I mean, because there is no woke constituency for classified documents in the garage. There's nobody calling you a racist or an alarmist or a mega Republican for saying, you know, we probably shouldn't have like classified stuff in old guys' garages. The border thing's a little more uncomfortable. The wild overspending by Democrats, well, and 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 uh, Trump and the Republicans too, to be fair. That uh, that sounds dangerously close to we ought to scale back on government programs and socialism. So I'm not comfortable with that story either. That's why that stuff's not being covered uh, nearly with the fervor of the a, stupid document thing. It's an easy one. Right. They're not they don't have to push against any of their comfy constituencies who they run into at their private school parents nights and their cocktail parties uh, in the Beltway. You're probably right about that. I'm you're damn right. I'm right. So the Wall Street Journal out with what you need to know for filing taxes in 23. I won't get into all of it. First of all, you need to know that tax day is April 17th this year because of where the 15th falls. But uh, that's probably not the big part of it. Um, A couple of things that they point out, uh, a a lot of people who bought electric cars when gas got crazy expensive to take advantage of that $7,500 tax credit, which, you know, you did the math, you put pen to paper, you thought, well, you know, if I stop buying gas and this car costs X, and then I get the $7,500 back, and then it pencils out. 
Well, you're probably not going to get that because any vehicle purchased after August 16th of last year that wasn't assembled in North America, which is like most of them, um, doesn't qualify. And so this is a very rare retroactive to the middle of last year tax change. It usually starts, you know, January 1st going forward. But this is going back to when lots of people were buying electric cars and you're not going to get your $7,500 tax credit. And that's something as part of the wow. Green New Deal. Sometimes you see the throwback to give people stuff. Yeah. But to, to yank it away, that's something. So our tax day is April 18th. I'd have had you paying your taxes a full day early. That would have been a terrible idea. Um, they said people should expect smaller refunds. All right. Uh, a refund is just getting back money that they, they shouldn't have in the first place. Right. So You loan to the government interest-free. Good deal. Uh, charitable donations, the ability to write it off is going down quite a bit, which is a terrible idea. It's a good idea if you're in favor of socialism. True. True. And the main thing is this, all the 1099 stuff around gig economy, that's what the Wall Street Journal keeps talking about, because this is going to catch a lot of people, including me, and babysitters and people who do the lawn and stuff like that, uh, might not be up to speed on this whole thing. Uh, so all your different kind of companies, everything from PayPal and Venmo to eBay, Etsy, and Airbnb are giving tax information to the IRS. And if it doesn't square with a whole bunch of your income stuff that they also have, um, they're going to be coming after you this time in a way that has never happened before. Easy defense. Just say, hey, that money, the babysitter, it's a gift. I'm her sugar daddy. She's 70. And the gardener. That was a so, gift, too. So you're going to get out of trouble with the IRS by claiming you're sexing up the babysitter? I'm not yes. sure that's going to work. And the gardener as well. Yes, wow. I'm in love with him, too. He's a 24-year-old Mexican immigrant, but he's very handsome, as you'll note. And uh, and I, I just I swing both ways. Who are you to judge me? I'm part of the LGBTQ plus minus the three BBQ crowd. I don't, I can't, you can't write it off as prostitution and get ahead. I don't see how that it's works. It's not prostitution. It's keeping your girlfriend in the, uh, you know, the lifestyle to which she's become accustomed. <laughs> I'm not paying a babysitter. I'm buying off my lover. I say you're my lover. <laughs> I really wonder how this is going to turn out this next year when a whole bunch of gardeners and babysitters get hit with forms they've never been hit with before and think, wait a second, this is this is a different thing than I've done before. And then uh, how do you think this is going to shake out? Boy, what a great question. I wish I could answer it. I don't know. I'm going through in my head the various uh, lovers I have that I give money to on a semi-regular basis. I have many lovers. <laughs> but it's going to be it's going to be a bigger deal for them than me, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. But the the way it ends up being a big deal for me is they say, "Hey, you know, I've been doing this job for however many dollars an hour or whatever because I mm-hmm. got to keep it all. If I don't get to keep it all, I need to make more." Yeah, they're yanking 20% on me. Guess what? Your bill's going up 20%. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, mostly, I think. Maybe over time, it'll take a while for the market to to, to, to work that out, man. And this is from the Democrats? So you're going to have a whole bunch of people who, you know, you're not living a life of luxury probably if you're babysitting and doing uh, gardening work. So these people are going to have a tax a tax burden they've never had before? This well, is yeah, it's the not Democrats? like a lot of rich people are mowing lawns for a little extra Moe Ishandon money. It's not <laughs> the way it works. 
Well, and what's really going to hurt is if you if you get that surprise 1099 or whatever form is involved, you've not been having withholding taken out for the entire year. Right. So you got to pay to lump sum now. Oof. I think I think there's a real giant news story coming that is being missed by everybody but like, you know, the Wall Street Journal tax page. Are we missing something? Are you an accountant, a tax professional? Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, I got to admit, I, I know just enough about this stuff to be dangerous. Right. And uh, and uh, various publications could be trying to make it sound scarier so that you'll click on it and read it. I don't have any idea. So, yeah. I don't think the Wall Street Journal would do that. I don't think they would either. They're very sober. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Coming up later in the hour, a little featurette I'd like to call How Humans Actually Behave or How Bureaucrats Actually Behave. That's a better name. And it looks like Nikki Haley's running for president. Yet another person throwing their hat in the ring. Uh, or does she wear hats? I don't know. Pillbox hat. Uh, on the Republican hmm. side? That would be cute. <laughs> oh, wow. Goes right to her looks. God, I'm it's sickening. <laughs> sickening. I value her as a person. <sighs> her intellect, etc. Uh, so anyway, so that's uh, kind of I a like big the deal. way your intellect sits on top of them long legs. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> All right, so, now I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. It was a joke. More on that and a bunch of other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
How are those tea leaves looking? Are you going to run for president? Well, I'm not going to make an announcement here, but when you're looking at a run for president, you look at two things. You first look at, does the current situation push for new leadership? The second question is, am I that person that could be that new leader? That yes, we need to go in a new direction. And can I be that leader? Yes, I think I can be that leader. Don't say that unless you're running for president. Oh, right? she's running. That's Nikki Haley. <laughs> what was she, governor of South Carolina? Correct, in the uh, U.S. ambassador to the U.N., which is, uh, you know, it's it's not an unimportant position. You know, the U.N. is the U.N., if you know what I mean. And So you get up and you give speeches and you yell at the Russian ambassador and lecture the Chinese guy. But, you know, she did well on the world stage. She's an impressive woman. Well, I'll tell you what. So uh, I know we got more from her in just a second, but Trump just said this. He said, and under no circumstances should Republicans cut Social Security or uh, Medicare. So Trump is going hardcore, no cuts to the big entitlement programs. You standing in front of a big crowd of people, and I don't know what the other candidates are going to say, but if they say what I think is the right thing is that, yeah, we have to cut these programs. We have to reform them or they will go broke soon. But the we're not going to cut them. We'll get all the cheers. Yeah, well, yeah. So we're doomed, in other words. Uh, oh, speaking of uh, Trump, uh, Nikki Haley was asked by Brett Baer on Special Report uh, about, well, kind of, uh, hmm, we'll do the short version. She said, look, uh, you have previously said that if Trump was going to run, you wouldn't. How you feel in these days? 33, Michael. I had a great working relationship with the president. What I'll tell you is the survival of America matters, and it's bigger than one person. And when you're looking at the future of America, I think it's time for new generational change. I don't think you need to be 80 years old to go be a leader in D.C. I think we need a young generation to come in, step up, and really start fixing things. If I run, I'm running against Joe Biden. If I'm this passionate and I'm this determined, why not me? I like throwing in the word young. Good one. Yeah, new generation of leadership. You're going to hear that a lot. It's a respectful way to point out that Trump's going to be damn near as old as Biden. Um, he's going to be pushing 80 when he runs, right? Right, right. Uh, the other thing that I found interesting, oh, that's right, and not to make this about Trump because it's really not, but there are a handful of polls out that show against Biden, and Biden's not going to run. God gets a vote, remember? And when God votes, everybody else loses. So Joe Biden's not <laughs> running. What kind of a phrase is that? God when gets God one votes, vote. Everyone okay, loses. So, so, so 70 million people say, yes, Joe Biden. And the Almighty says, no, it's time for him to be done. Oh, I see. God wins that vote, Jack. Gotcha. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, so these uh, there are multiple polls. I think I saw five of them putting Donald Trump against Joe Biden. Trump lost in every one. By four to eight points, I believe. Something like that. Which polls? All of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ron DeSantis tied or won all of them. The spread was almost always uh, 9, 10, 11 points between Trump and DeSantis against biden of course you might as well run desantis against santa claus or or martin luther king jr because neither one of them are running either (laughs) here's my favorite story that i saw yesterday the new governor of pennsylvania which i i'd never heard his name or maybe i did but i didn't remember josh shapiro signed an order eliminating four-year degree requirements for thousands of pennsylvania jobs that's part Good. of that new movement that is catching on, thank God, 
to eliminate the requirement, you have to have a four-year degree to work here. So they're doing it for the government. It's thousands and thousands of jobs. A lot of private sector businesses are doing that, too. Oh, my God, I hope that catches on. That'll be the quickest thing to change this whole college mess we've got. Right. Is the idea that, no, you don't have to have gone and got a woman's studies degree where you didn't really learn anything and you went into debt and you wasted your time. You don't have to do that to work here. Right. At, Amen at a to low that. level job. That will so cut the demand for scam so called education. Absolutely. Hallelujah. I love that. Yeah, that's great. I hope that really catches on nationwide. That's a guy cutting through the red tape, cutting through the bureaucracy down to what we all know needs to happen. How do bureaucracies really behave? A fascinating twofer for you coming up next segment, including one story is really funny. I mean, really, really funny that illustrates how individual humans are so much better at stuff than bureaucracies. And it's a tribute to the inventiveness of the United States Marines. I love that sort of thing. Remember Joe's quote, when God votes, everybody loses. No, that's not what <laughs> that's I said. Not it not it was exactly. close, and what I said was admittedly imperfect. But who among us, Jack, is perfect? <laughs> what a stupid son of a Oh, jeez. Uh, uh. um, Counterpoint. So if you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. A lot of stuff on the way to catch you up on, so stick around. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
The U.S. hit the debt ceiling, which means the federal government can't borrow any more money. The country's so strapped for cash, George Santos is emailing people pretending to be a Nigerian prince. <laughs> Trying. Also, to make some extra money, it's now called the Gillette Mach 3 Washington Monument, which I think is... <laughs> <laughs> Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said extraordinary measures are being taken to keep the government's bills paid, which explains why tonight Mitch McConnell started an OnlyFans. <laughs> wow. Let's just keep right. coming. Everyone wants to chip in. Today, President Biden said he was going to have a garage sale, but his garage is a crime scene. So I just, I just, I, you can't. Hold on. Wow. It's the Gillette Mach 3 Washington Monument. I mean, I could. I like the way he just goes on with like a couple of words. <laughs> I know. That's so Fallon. Wow. Naming rights for the National Monuments. Something to consider. So I heard somebody pause. Well, and you could be careful about it. Like uh, the Lincoln Memorial brought to you by Lincoln. Yeah, exactly. For instance, yeah. Washington Mutual's Washington Monument. Yeah, the Lexus Lincoln <laughs> Memorial would be confusing. Distasteful. Um, uh, I heard somebody posit that this could happen with a, a few uh, tricks. That the Senate, which is run by the Democrats, they could pass the legislation for raising the debt limit and and send it to the House, where then you just need all the Democrats and a handful of Republicans to pass it. Hmm. But I don't some, know about that. But somehow you have to convince McCarthy to bring it to a vote because he doesn't have to bring it to a vote. So that's that's where it gets complicated. But we need to ask our show parliamentarian. Unfortunately, she's off today. Yeah, I can't figure out if this is a big nothing burger like they all have been in the past, where this is really really a big deal. I, I currently have uh, a foot and a half uh, of my two feet in the. This is a big deal. Camp. Hmm. Okay. Because I I'll think look. I think there are enough Republicans who say I'm not doing it this time. I'm just not doing it again. I will not do it again. I don't care. Boy, and if they are sincerely, and why can't we find somebody articulate and persuasive enough to make the case, we are robbing our children. I won't be party to it anymore. But Joe, it the it. Mo- Joe, this is so silly. Everybody on the panel here at MSNBC, realize how stupid Joe is. This is money that has already been spent. We're talking about money that's already been spent. This is not the time to discuss the future money. Why not, I say? Right. When, so when are you going to? See, here's the problem. Host who's lecturing me about how stupid I am, because I've seen a lot of this on cable news show. Here's the problem. I've been through this a bunch of times, and they never do get around to talking about the future money, you see. exactly. That exactly. conversation never happens. I would simply respond, may God damn your soul to eternal torment. <laughs> that needs to be said on cable news shores more often. And and say hey to David Crosby when you're when you're down there. May God doom your soul to eternal torment. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> well, it's about to that level, I think. The level of sin that we're committing by robbing our children and grandchildren. Yeah. Sticking them with our bills. All right, so uh, a couple of things, and uh, so many thoughts swirling in my crazy head. I've been reading Tim Sandifer's excellent new book, The Three Furies, uh, about three great woman thinkers in the first part of the oh, 20th century. And their furies. Quests. I thought it yes. was furries. I thought it was about <laughs> people who dress up as animals and have sex. Oh, oh, boy. That would be a very, very different book than the one I'm reading. 
Uh, but it's it's terrific in that it it documents not only these gals and their their thinking and their evolutionist thinkers, but the times. And I was reminded of how widespread the calls were for totalitarianism in the 1930s in the United States. The voices from the editor of Time and the New York Times and in the Washington uh, and don't cite me specifically on a couple of these, but. Big time, super famous household name thinkers saying we need totalitarianism in the United States to get hold of the depression. That's what needs to happen. And FDR openly saying, yes, that is what needs to happen. Hitler and Mussolini in newspaper columns praising FDR for taking the reins and not trusting the ugliness of liberty and capitalism, whose time has passed. Individualism's time has passed. It's time for collective action. Action and central planning. I, I, I was listening to NPR today, and they mentioned that today's the whatever anniversary of FDR's fourth inaugural address. I think. Wow. And uh, and and I was wondering how come he doesn't get more crap for running four times? Because he was a lefty, breaking the tradition that Washington set of leaving after two terms. Why? Why is it, he? You never bring that up. He was, you know, Trump's the new Hitler. Whatever. We've only had one person who actually tried to stay in office like that, you know, forever. Right. FDR. Right. And when he was very, very ill, he still ran again for yet and another he, term. He crapped on the Constitution every chance he got. It's just astounding to be reminded of how abusive the Democrats were and how how bitterly they lusted after totalitarian powers in the 30s and 40s. Anyway, moving along. Uh, so central planning, folks, what a lovely idea. You get a bunch of smart bureaucrats together in the room and they'll tell us what we need and how to produce it and who can buy what and who gets what money. Wouldn't that be a utopia? Well, here's how bureau- bureaucracies actually work. And uh, I-, I hope we have time to get to the really fun one. But um, this is a story out of Lincoln, California, which is where I lived for several years. And uh, this Titan One missile silo complex that was used briefly in the 60s is not terribly far from where I used to live. I had no idea of it. Uh, it was operated from 1962 to 1965. And, and that's it. But unfortunately, it's still there. Uh, kind of, sort of. Because they, the, the, they have one of those down in Tucson, Arizona that's opened up as a museum. And you can go no, down and look at no. it. And it's so freaking cool and interesting. No, it's just it's you can see some concrete pads and a little infrastructure. Yeah, but that's what's interesting. That's what they look like from the top. You just see a little like chain link fence and a couple of concrete pads mm-hmm. as you drive by. And you don't realize there's missiles in there that could blow up half the world back yeah, in the day. Deep, deep underground. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, this is kind of just a, a an old site of the missiles. But uh, typical of that time, nobody was very careful with various chemicals, including this TCE, benzene, lead, xylanese, which I've never heard of in my life. Um, and a lot of that stuff leaked into the ground and leaked into the groundwater. It's nasty, super fun type site. And they've got this plume of chemicals underground in the groundwater. So here's the reason I bring this up. <clears throat> And I'll have to summarize this as I glance at the clock. And the really fun one involving the U.S. Marines will do right after the break. But federal officials discovered the site was contaminated two years ago. No, I'm sorry, 22. No, I'm sorry, 32 years ago in 1991. 
It was never cleaned up. Subsequently, the TCE plume moved, moved from the missile site to under the St. Joseph Catholic Church property. Adjacent properties owned by this developer that's building tons and tons and tons of houses. In 2009, the Central Valley Regional Water Quality Control Board, which oversees the Titan facility missile, blah, 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 site, uh, won the Corps of Engineers, the Army Corps, to remove all the contamination. Uh, we move uh, to later that year. Proposal to clean up the groundwater was announced early in 2009 by the Army Corps Engineers and the Bureau of Local Water People. The proposal in 09 was never executed because the U.S. Car- Army Corps of Engineers and Placer County, the site's current owner, could not agree which agency was f- responsible for the contamination or the formal missile site. Keeping in mind, we're, we're now 18 years in and nothing has happened. The Lincoln News Messenger, a local newspaper, asked the Water Board last year why the contamination had not been removed before construction starts on hundreds or thousands of uh, new housing development houses. Uh, Water Board officials replied the Army Corps of Engineers is working on the remedial process, but we'll not see what was doing done. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is, quote, doing an assessment of the problem, said the the spokes hole for somebody or other at this point in time. Anybody who uses the term in this point in time is a dumb person trying to sound smart. (laughs) Or you're trying to kill time or eat up words in your term paper. Right, you're just padding. Uh, Asked by the newspaper if the Water Board has a written agreement with the Army Corps to guide the site's investigation and or remediation. Representatives said the Army Corps is under a voluntary agreement with the Water Board. So 32 years later, they got a voluntary agreement that somebody might look into it. Meanwhile, the poison continues to spread uh, beneath the surface of the ground. And then this story, you know, yeah, we do have time for this, and I'd hate to keep you waiting. It'd be rude. So after a quick word from Lear Capital, a very funny, great story about the United States Marines and uh, and, and technology. Uh, so with uh, the stock market plunging like a rock off a cliff last year, perhaps you noticed a lot of folks with gold were not that upset because it's a great hedge against stock market ups and downs. And even with the predicted recession around the corner, gold prices remain shockingly low. And this point in time is an opportunistic one to invest in gold. One CNBC expert predicting gold could go up 100% hitting $4,000 an ounce this year. Yep, Kevin DeMera to Lear Capital agreed during the recession of 08, gold shot up over 50% and helped investors secure their savings and retirement accounts against lost. With over 25 years of experience and exceptional trust pilot rating, risk-free investor pledge Lear Capital is the choice to trust. You can get your free wealth protection investor guide, receive up to $15,000 in free gold based on the bonus of uh, the value, rather, of your purchase. Wow. Visit LearArmstrong.com. LearArmstrong.com or call 1-800-868-1275. LearArmstrong.com. Coming up, the popularity of having your ears and nostrils removed so you'll look more like a lizard. And are we supposed to pretend those people aren't completely fruit nuts, too, like so many people on today's scene? Stay tuned. So, you have DARPA working on... You know what DARPA is, the defense... Uh, research people about town it's your defense department experimenting super fun looking at the future technology thing they were working on a robot that could detect human beings so it could guard without a human being being there a fairly simple task for a robot darpa spent 
many, many moons working on this and refining their algorithm for detecting people. And uh, DARPA said, all right, what we're going to do is spend a week with a group of Marines at the test site to really, really hone this in. After the week, on the seventh day, they said, we're done. We're flipping it. Let's do it. And so they tasked the Marines with trying to defeat the AI system. They parked the robot in the middle of a traffic circle and said to the Marines, if you can approach it undetected, get all the way in and touch it without being detected, you would win. Wow, it's like the capture the flag game. Yeah, very much. And they thought, okay, our great minds have come up with a system. Let's, let's see if you know our best and brightest can overcome it. Eight Marines, not a single one got detected. They defeated the AI system. Not with traditional camouflage, but with clever tricks that were outside of the AI system's testing regime. Ah. Two somersaulted for 300 meters. They never got detected. Wow, that is really interesting. Two (laughs) hid under a cardboard box. Right. That's clever. And defeated the greatest technology DARPA could develop. Uh, you could hear them giggling the whole time, said one of the uh, the people in charge. To me, this reinforces what I talk about all the time is how amazing the human brain is. I mean, because we can, you know, we can we, we obviously would detect that quickly. Oh, wait a second. It's a bunch of Marines are hiding under a box. But the computer, unless it was specifically programmed to look for a cardboard box, doesn't right. think of it. Boy, I love the idea of a couple of Marines giggling the entire way and defeating our great technology. And I'm not anti-technology. This stuff has a role. But like Bugs Bunny in a Looney Tunes cartoon, sneaking up on Elmer Elmer Fudd in a cardboard box. One guy was my favorite, said one of the scientists. He field-stripped a fir tree and walked, well, like a fir tree. You can see his smile, but that's about all you can see. That's hilarious. The AI system had been trained to detect humans walking, not humans somersaulting, hiding in a cardboard box, or disguised as a tree. (laughs) wow wow that's good stuff here's to the united states marines so i hope your teenager doesn't decide to remove their ears and nostrils so they look more like a lizard honey let's just start with your ears and see how you like it Uh, among other things we've got oh jeez among other things we've got to talk about on the way Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The road to the Super Bowl continues this weekend. The Jaguars are in Kansas, Kansas City tomorrow, looking to pull off another miracle. Then the Eagles play host to their division rivals, the Giants. But all eyes will be on the rematch between the Bengals and the Bills Sunday on CBS after Demar Hamlin collapsed on the field in their Week 17 game. The Cowboys and the 49ers will renew their playoff rivalry Sunday evening. So NFL wants- I am interested that uh, everybody's still going with the, all eyes will be on the Buffalo Bills because of the play whose heart stopped on the field. I don't feel that way. Do you feel that way? I mean, you more interested in the Bills than you normally were because of that? Or? Uh, no, it's funny. I knew the Bills were playing the Bengals because we talked about it earlier and it hadn't even occurred to me. No, we, uh, we, we actually kind of talked about it earlier. We got kind of beaten up for our, uh, you guys are not good to sports talk. Why? Because we didn't know what teams were playing at all <laughs> out of four games? You're saying that? So I uh, I did the research necessary for this. We do have the Jaguars at the Chiefs. Chiefs by nine with the Cinderella Jaguars. Your prediction is poor Cinderella gets mangled and stuffed in her pumpkin and sent home. Jesus, no. That's, that's too much. It's a cartoon character. It's not an actual person. Not in the live action movies, it's not. Mm. It's a uh, princess. Giants at Eagles. Eagles. It's a princess in a beautiful story that tells you that you're. Oh, it's okay if you get abused, in unless you're hot. <laughs> if you're really attractive, then it's not okay. Yeah, what I said is not as gruesome as the way her own sisters treated her in the cartoon. Mangled and stuffed inside her pumpkin. They were pretty mean to her. Sorry, you're on your own on this one, the, sicko. The. Uh... <laughs> The Eagles are going to claw out the eyes of the Giants by seven and a half, it says here. The Bills will what the Bengals? What does a Bill do? What is a Bill? Gore it, maybe? They got a buffalo buffalo? on their helmet. Yeah, you're right. There's a long story about how they got that name that is not interesting enough for me to commit to memory, apparently. But uh, the number one TV show in America for the past many years has been Sunday Night NFL Football, and they chose this game on purpose because they think this is going to be the good one. Uh, It's Cowboys at 49ers, and the 49ers are favored by four for the Sunday Night game. Mm -hmm. I will probably actually watch that. By four at home? Yeah. Oh, bet the Niners. I'm going to bet the Niners. I never bet with my heart. In fact, I don't bet much at all, but um, just four? No, they're going to stomp them. 49ers will jump the claim of the Cowboys, and I don't know what they're going to do. I just, I don't, I'm just out of ideas. 
Well, I'll just work it as if I'm you. They'll shoot the cowboys in the belly and let them die of gangrene out on the plane. That's a good one. Um, so uh, you see these stories a lot. Uh, they're sad, really. Usually a young person, sometimes not even 18, which makes you wonder where are the parents in it. But they're usually like late teens, 20s, something like that. They, they you, know, you see them every day, you know. You got the earlobes all stretched out and you think... All right, well, it's working for you here at the cool hipster coffee shop you work at, but I don't know how well it's going to work when you finally decide to get a different job to have your earlobes all stretched out into hoops. And But anyway, apparently it's a craze. I don't know how much of a craze. I don't know if more than four people have done it in the whole country, but people having their nostrils removed and ears removed so they look more like lizards. And it's got a picture of a handful of people here that have had that done. They hoping to get the uh, Geico commercial gig or what? Uh, was it PJ, PJ O'Rourke who said these people who do all these things tend to be less interesting people than, than your average person, which is, as has been kind of my experience. It's, hmm. a, it's usually a kind of a sad, I got nothing else going on, cry for attention? I don't know. It is. It is sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be the world's saddest radio show, but. Yeah. Well, Oof. we're close. Oof. I don't even know what you say to your 22-year-old son who comes home from wherever with no nostrils or ears because they want to look more like a lizard i think i'd say boy you look a lot like a lizard because i try to be a supportive dad. i tell you what if that was your goal a okay bingo thumb two well thumbs done. up huh now let's start talking about new goal who's got two thumbs and thinks you look like a lizard this guy <laughs> now let's talk about prosthetic ears and uh i don't know a job <laughs> Oh, jeez. We've got more on the way for Hour 3. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.